Hi, my name's Amy, and you're listening to Jack Girl University. This is a podcast for women who enjoy lifting weights, building muscle, and hitting PBs, but can sometimes be their own worst enemy with their type A standards and perfectionist tendencies. If this sounds like you, I'm here to bring you back down to earth and help you have more fun playing this game we call Getting Jacked. So let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Jaft Girl University. Today we're going to be talking four things you need to know before starting your first growth phase. And the reason why I wanted to do this episode was because I think when we start talking about surplus calories, the amount of women that this applies to starts to dwindle, but it can be really intimidating or scary for the women who really do want to efficiently build muscle mass. And I just want to be real with you about what it actually takes in terms of how you approach it and a little bit of, I guess, I dare I say mindset of how to approach a specific surplus growing phase. I know that if you're a newbie, you're going to be able to build muscle in the first, who knows, like maybe up to 12 months uh, without specifically needing to be in a surplus of calories. So that's amazing. But I imagine most of you will be either coming to that point of 12 months of consistency or just past it. And this will be relevant to you. Before we dive into the topic, I'll just give you a really brief update of what's happening with my growth phase. So I think I've said this a few times here before, but I started with a new coach sometime around September. So I think I've been with him for four months. I've been following that same the same program for the whole time. We've been pushing my calories up almost for that whole time. Uh, Last week we started, we dropped down a little bit into a maintenance phase. Uh, So I did a week uh, at, it was like, I don't know, like 50 grams less of carbs a day. So it wasn't very much difference, but we dropped that down just slightly. And then this week, again, my coach has dropped, I think it was like another 20 grams of carbs down. So it's not like crazy amounts, but we'll just do a four week maintenance phase to really see like how does my body hold on to the muscle tissue that I've built during this the last so it would be even longer than four months because I was with a previous coach basically growing since May but you have to account for like a little bit of a quote-unquote recovery phase after a show so if you go like say May and June were my recovery phases so I've really been in a surplus since Uh, July. So what's that like roughly six and a half months or so in a surplus, which is decent. Uh, Personally, I have definitely reached a stage where I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. So I'm at 57 kilos right now. And typically I love being around anywhere from like 52, 53, 54 kilos. Um, 55 is fine. But when I start pushing 56 and 57, so 57 is equal to the most I've ever weighed before, I really do start to feel uncomfortable. And it's just like, um, mo- you know, most of my wardrobe doesn't fit anymore. It's those kinds of things. Uh, just my body feels really different than I'm used to because I'm intentionally like sitting at this weight. If I didn't track my food and didn't particularly have this goal of jacking on like as much muscle mass as, mass as I can for a competition, I probably wouldn't need to do anything like this. Like muscle growth would be way slower, but I would naturally be sitting around, I think like the 53, 54, 55 kilo mark. So this is a few kilos heavier than I sit without intention. And because I'm so small, I'm 154 centimeters tall, 5'1", very short. Um, 
every kilo matters like way more. It has more of an impact um, in terms of like just how I feel in my body and um, how I look and yeah, like how I get into my clothes. Whereas I feel like if, you, if you're taller, just, you know, a couple kilos, it's really not much, but on such a short frame, on such a small frame, it's a lot. So yeah, we're going into, well, we're in a maintenance phase right now. I've got another three weeks left of that. And I think it's going to look like, I think Coach is talking about pulling me into a small like mini cut phase before we do another growth phase. So I'll do one more growth phase before we, I imagine, well, yeah, before we start prep and I may need to do like another mini cut just so I'm not having to pull off lots and lots of kilos because I'm 12 kilos now above stage weight. And I know my coach wants me to be, um, like probably two kilos or it's really hard to say because I would have built some muscle mass, but my coach wants to, wants me to be leaner, like, you know, another two, 3% leaner this time around on stage. So it's really hard to talk about body weights and stage, like who knows, but, uh, yeah, it'll, it's going to be like 12, 13, 14 kilos. I will need to pull off for getting on stage next time. So I imagine we'll want to get a little bit closer, maybe do like eight or nine, uh, I don't know, before we, we before I jump on stage. So we'll see how we go. But right now in a maintenance phase and I've really come to this first like end of a really decent, very productive growth phase. So let's dive into the four things you need to know before starting your first growth phase. So I don't think this is appreciated enough and I certainly didn't appreciate it the first couple of times I entered into a growth phase, but you're going to have to be just as diligent as you would in a deficit phase or else it's going to get out of hand really quick. Now, I am saying that again as a shorter person, like as a smaller human being where these body weight gains, uh, they're very visible compared to, again, if you're um, a little bit bigger, it's just not as noticeable, but for myself too, just again, being smaller, the amount of range I have to sort of like the range of error is also smaller because my BMR isn't that high. Like I'm fairly sedentary, I'm fairly sedentary um, and I'm a small human. So yeah, like overall total daily energy expenditure is going to be like a little bit lower than someone who is bigger and then added on that even more active than me. So yeah, it does mean my sort of margin of error to when I'm actually, you know, gaining like more body fat than is productive is a little bit smaller. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me. I currently have places available inside the Glam Body Program. And if you don't know what it is, this is my completely personalized programming, nutrition, and education online coaching service that is specifically designed to help women get strong and progress their body composition, whether that means gaining muscle, getting lean, or both. So Glam Body is best suited for two types of women. The first loves training, but you've never had a your programming or nutrition tailored to you. Perhaps you're just doing classes or using apps, but you do want more efficient results and you want to learn more about your body. Or perhaps you have had some element of assistance before, but you're still struggling with overtraining, undereating, speaking negatively to yourself, and you feel like nothing's enough, and you just want to be able to make physique and performance progress without burning the candle at both ends. So to get your spot, just DM me on Instagram with the heading Glam Body, or you can fill out the application form that is linked in the show notes below, and we can have a chat about whether Glam Body is a good fit for you. 
With that said, let's get back into the episode. So, and specifically for me, you know, I have a competitive goal, so I don't want to be gaining like copious amounts of body fat. And I imagine if you're listening, you're also in that same place where it's like, you know, I want to be gaining muscle mass so it's productive. I'm okay with a little bit of body fat, but we don't want to get so far away from our, like, I guess we could call it your goal physique uh, because of all of the body fat accrual in the surplus phase. So this both means with food and with activity, right? So with the food thing, what I found to be hard is because I'm eating so much, like I'm pretty much force feeding every single day. You feel like you have all of this room to consume all of this food. So I I start to get a little bit lax with it. And it just means the margin for error is greater. So if I'm consuming more processed foods because I have the calorie uh, or I have yet yeah, the calorie intake or amount to be able to do that, I've got that like wiggle room to eat, you know, an extra three, 400 calories and every single day that I would usually, uh, you can start, it's really easy to start picking up processed foods to help you get through those calories faster. But then, especially with like food labeling and all of that, there's just going to be greater margins for error. And that can get out of hand really quickly if we're not paying attention. So, and also just habit formation too. Like you stop weighing things, you know, you start increasing maybe processed foods. Maybe you have, you know, increase the amount of takeaway that you might have again, where you're just really guesstimating the caloric intake. Um, and we can start getting further and further away from where we want to be. And these things really happen just slowly over time. And then also the activity levels, because you don't have such a pressing goal. Uh, my step count is 10,000. I've done a, I did a really good job last year. I think I only missed a few days of not hitting the 10,000 every single day, but sort of towards December. And even this month, there's been more days creeping in where I haven't hit it. I have been averaging, I think at least 8,000 a week, uh, for all of January, but it's definitely shy of my 10,000 goal. I think last week I did a good job with that, but but it was only because I had like kicked my own ass really. Um, but it's really easy to be like, eh, it doesn't really matter so much. And as you can see, it's just these little things start all adding up and you can get really far away from your goal physique, which will just mean you just, you still have to you like diet that fat gained off anyway. So it's like, you may as well stay diligent um, and stay just as close to that. Um, the goals that you're setting without incorporating crazy amounts of flexibility and I know some people might be listening to this and be like that sounds like too restrictive or blah 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 and it's like man it just depends what your values and priorities are like for me I love this so much I'm doing it as a competitive sport as well and so none of this feels restrictive at all to me it's just um, fun but also like if I was speaking to myself say a couple years ago, this is what I would want to know. Like it's really worth being diligent uh, with both your food and activity and not letting those things go. And again, for the right person in the right mindset that doesn't have issues with, uh, you know, body image or food restriction, I'm sure you'll appreciate this message as well. Okay. Number two, it is going to be a slower process than you think. Having said that, surprisingly, I have felt through this growth phase, and it could be because I came at it through such a like a lean physique coming out of a show specifically, I have felt like the progress has actually been fairly quick. It's been more noticeable than other years. And again, it could be because of where I was starting, but I'm personally, I'm really happy with the rate of growth I've had, but 
it is of course slower than a deficit phase. So fat loss, if you're ticking all your boxes and like really diligent, and again, you're not struggling with any like food issues or body image issues, like there's no restriction stuff entering your mind, which can really complicate and extend the process for a lot of people. Uh, You're just going to see results like most weeks, right? Um, And you get a bit of a delayed gratification, sorry, you get a lot of uh, gratification being able to see like new lines, like you can really tell that you're getting leaner, you know, maybe you can really notice the clothes uh, fitting better on a week to week basis, right? There's just, it's such a, it's more of immediate response. Whereas with a growth phase, it's going to take like at least a couple months to start to see anything. And then it will be really slow and you're probably not going to notice it. Uh, you're definitely not going to notice the growth on a week to week basis, uh, even in photos and that. And it's very important that you still take all of your photos so you can compare, but it will probably take looking at you know, photos across the course of months rather than weeks to see progression. But it's also possible that you just with the way your physique is, we're all different. It may be really hard to see too much progress, you know, especially like unflexed photos, you probably won't see any progress. So in terms of visually, uh, you really do need to be okay with it just like trusting the process for your say if you do six months just trust your process trust trust the process sorry now of course in terms of rates of gain per week very roughly something like a one percent gain across the course of the month in terms of body weight is going to be like pretty aggressive I'm, I'm more than that so we're going really hard for me and it's like I would hesitate anyone Like I would hesitate to give that advice to anyone who's not doing this for competitive purposes. Again, just taking into account maybe the psychological implications of that and not getting too far away from your overall goal physique. But yeah, like roughly like a 1% body weight gain per month. So for me, if I'm 57 kilos, gaining like 570 grams per month would be like perfectly fine, you know, on target. Um... Over that, we would start to call it quite aggressive. So I'm definitely in the aggressive gaining category at the moment, uh, or I was before we entered this maintenance phase. But that's just to give you a bit of an idea. Like it's it's only like 1% per month. Whereas if we're looking at body fat loss, it would be something like 1% per week you'd be losing. So gaining at 1% per month, but losing at 1% per week, you can see the different processes. Now, of course, throughout the growth phase, one of the best ways that you can be sure that you're building muscle tissue is if you're able to progress the same lifts, but most weeks. So if you're seeing your lifts improve uh, in um, weight reps, whatever, you're just making progressions with your with your lifts, you can be pretty certain that in a Uh, surplus environment where you're well rested and everything if your training is going really well you can be pretty confident you're going to be building muscle as long as you're truly training close to failure and you're not just giving yourself bullshit gains by starting so far away from a true 
RIR1 or RIR0 that you're it looks like you're making progress every week when in actual fact you're still nowhere near failure um, and that can happen I guess more so for um, newbies but again the stimulus for newbies is so great that you don't really need to be training that close to failure or eating in a surplus to gain muscle you just will but this that same stuff like that honeymoon period doesn't apply after your first say full year of like consistent week in week out training that will all start to slow down and it's really important to note because I feel like some people get surprised that everything slows down um, the the improvements in your lifts like the progression will be smaller and smaller as you can continue to go through your lifting journey, getting better at technique, um, becoming more of an advanced lifter. The progressions are fewer and further in between. Um, you know, we all have a genetic ceiling too. I'm nowhere near my genetic ceiling at all, but we, we all have a genetic ceiling and maybe it's through like, you know, eight to 10 years of completely consistent and bang on technique and like all of your I's dotted and T's crossed, maybe that's where you'll start to really see that upper limit of like you legit cannot build any more muscle tissue unless you have some drug assistance. Okay, the third one where I'm at right now, you're probably going to need new clothes. So depending on how aggressive you go and how long you're staying in your deficit, uh, your surplus phase, it's really important to just say like, please don't be upset when things don't fit. It's probably going to happen. So I would recommend just being cool with treating yourself to some comfortable workout clothes, maybe even like I don't know what your social life is like, but, you know, maybe a couple or one nice outfit for you to be able to go to dinners and go to events and stuff and feel really comfortable in your clothes. Uh, It won't last forever because, of course, usually once we've come out of a growth phase for most people, they're they're wanting to do a little bit of a fat loss phase so they can sort of reveal all the tissue that they've built. If you're starting from an underweight position, of course, that won't be you. But I just want to say it is something that you'll need to accept and just, you know, budget a little bit for if you need to just to get yourself some new and comfortable clothes and please I just want you to be aware that it's highly likely to happen and it's okay and it's part of the process and it just being comfortable is so much more worth it you don't need to get rid of your older clothes because they may very well fit again once you um, lose some of the body fat that you gained but just be wary of that all right number four is the dealing with other people's opinions. So when we're entering a surplus phase and particularly towards the end of it, you're probably going to have people ask you like, oh, are you still trained? Like, especially with clothes on where they can't see any muscle definition, people will give you the like, oh, you've let yourself go or uh, are you still training? Are you still doing that weightlifting thing? Or you're not you're not training anymore, are you? You will cop, well, you might cop a lot of comments like this and you may also, I'll just be honest, like you may lose some self-confidence if your physique looks quite different or if, you know, your favorite clothes aren't fitting anymore. Things are tighter, you know, they, they might leave red marks on your body. And I just want you to be prepared for that. And the way that I've been able to um, talk myself through these things and this I've I've now feel like I'm gained the skill so this time around it's I mean I haven't really got any comments because I don't really talk to too many people <laughs> at the moment that don't know what I'm doing but and I don't have like those you know awkward family members that you only see like a couple times a year and they make 
um, unasked comments. I don't have that. <laughs> but earlier on, I always reminded myself that our physiques are constantly changing and the physique I'm in now is not the end. Like it's never the end, you know, and I'm very specifically doing a growth phase for a purpose. Uh, I can sit in that delayed gratification and no matter what anyone's saying around me, the time is going to come where I am going to look exactly how I want to look because I've spent the time eating the food, gaining the muscle mass with that comes a bit of body fat. And then I know I'll be at a stage where I'll be able to lose some body fat and then I'll, you know, be really happy with the overall result. Um, but it's also being able to separate your self-worth from any, you know, body fat levels or your physique actually at all. And once you do and you don't feel like all of your value or your worthiness or attractiveness is all related to your physique, I think it makes it easier. And for me, that was sort of like a process that happened back in 2017 over about six months. Um, I didn't like intentionally do any mindset work around it. You know how like I feel on social media these days, there's all this, you know, journaling prompts and blah, blah, blah. And I think it can help you do things faster. But what I found is like, you can't really rush this process. It just happens organically. You can put the ideas in your head and then one day you'll just wake up and be like, holy shit, like I, I don't feel that anymore. I don't have that emotional reaction to that thing anymore. And for me, this has definitely happened with my physique, which does allow me to push up into these zones where I'm not very comfortable uh, and it's not my preference without it feeling like I'm out of control or without it feeling like I, uh, you know, this is the end or there's nothing in the future to look forward to. Like those things don't happen anymore because I know it's just this is what we're doing for this many months and then the time is going to pass. And then after that, I'm going to be, you know, really where I want to be. Um, preference wise, right? So yeah, the thing with other people's opinions is is really the same thing. Like, look, people judging you anyway, there's multiple people that are sniggering about you behind your back and whatever. And it's just like, let people do them. The people who honestly, the people who are like really good friends or whatnot, even if they have some of these thoughts in their head, they'll check themselves because they'll know that like that's coming from their own personal uh, beliefs about uh, body weight and body fat and muscle growth and all of those things. And they'll, they'll know not to apply that to you. So it won't come out of their mouth. You know, we're not perfect. And we all have thoughts that I, well, I think we all have thoughts that we're like, hang on a second. Why am I thinking that? I don't actually believe that on a conscious level, you know, maybe it's still some sort of subconscious conditioning or programming happening there, but I want to change the way I think about this. So yeah, it's just like, you know, you don't have to tell anyone what you're doing. You can tell people what you're doing if you want to do that, but just be prepared for the potential for some unwanted comments and like, let people do them. You're doing you, you know what's happening. Like just hold yourself strong in the, the thought that, you know what, people might think that Things aren't going well for me now and I've let myself go, but just you watch in another six or 12 months time, they're going to be asking me what I did. And I'm going to say, you know, that time where you thought I let myself go. Yeah, I was working my fucking ass off and this is the physique I've built because I had the courage to do go against the grain and gain weight, put on body fat, put on muscle mass and end up in this physique that now I look like a superhero, you know? <laughs> so just be wary of that. So there are the four things. So as you can see, like I did a reel uh, yesterday. So today's the 30th of January. I did a reel on the 29th, Monday, the 29th of January that went through um, the muscle growth 
basics, or I think I call it beginner's guide to muscle growth. And it was like the actual practical steps, like, you know, eat in a surplus, take creatine, train close to failure, follow the same program for at least eight weeks. But this is more like the, how do we approach it? The implementation, the impacts of implementing those things and how to navigate your way through. So it's more like the, in the process steps rather than the just the structural steps of what you need to do because these two things go together so I hope you really value that if you know you've been wanting to jump into a surplus phase and you've had any of these concerns or thoughts or fears please jump into my dms I'd love to hear you actually we charted this week I don't all actually very rarely check the charts but this week I noticed that the podcast was number 59 in the fitness podcast in Australia, which is very, very cool, but like, please DM me and let me know, like, what did you think? Do you have questions? Did you have an opinion on any of the topics I'm talking about? Did you want me to present on a particular topic? I would love to um, have your input as well. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you like my new light that the listeners can't see, but I've got, I'll just show you, I'll just move the camera up. So I've got the female physique hub in a neon behind me. Alrighty, my loves, that is it for me today. Uh, I can't wait to hear from you in the DMs and I'll chat to you next week. Bye.